Hello there. Hello there and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast and welcome to episode 183. I hope you're keeping well and safe and that you're knocking about in the old force, keeping keeping well and all that. We've got some cool news to go through this week. We've got an update on some of the directors and behind the scenes stuff happening for Ahsoka and The Mandalorian. Then we've got a couple of those theory-based clickbaity stories to talk through. One of them is pretty cool might hold some water somewhere down the line and uh and some canon stuff that's coming back into the mix and then we've got uh this very cool little nugget about spielberg and lucas back in the day uh, i love those sorts of stories it gets uh, it gets raked up every now and then it's pretty cool and then we're going to finish on a very quick chat around this very cool fan edit that um kind of gives us what we wanted well a snippet of what we wanted at the end of the rise of skywalker instead of the uh, sort of the lame-ass ending that we got uh, the theatrical release. So we're going to get on to that. Um, before we do that, some housekeeping, as always. First of all, welcome to the patrons who are watching on the live stream. It's good to have you here, as always. And talking to Patreon, if you like Spark Rebellion, if this is the first time you've listened, by the way, obviously don't expect you to drop any cash. So listen up, right? Turn us up. This is how it's going to go. You're going to listen to this week, and then you're going to be like... Oh, I should have listened to these guys months ago, maybe years ago, yeah, because they're so bloody good. I'm not going to give any cash yet. I'm going to give you another episode or two. But when you're ready to do that, you can do that via our Patreon, which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. That'll kick you over there. We've got a simplified system now, just one buck. Is it one buck or three bucks? One buck, isn't it? Three bucks. Four bucks. It's five bucks. It's three bucks a month. And uh, you can get some... Get your get your live stream fix. You can watch us record this. See our ugly mugs every week doing this. Um, and your uh, your support is very much appreciated. And the current patrons, you guys are awesome. Those of you that are watching now, hello, hello, hello. And uh, we love you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, for the rest of you, for the muggles, make sure you are following and subscribing or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you won't miss an episode when it lands. We put an episode out every single Saturday. Plus, we have some cool stuff coming up over the next few months slash yeah, lots of extra content, so you want to stick around for that. We've got lots of Star Wars on route. Uh, my name's Gary. I'm one of your hosts, and I'm going to bring on my co-host. Uh, he's the guy that uh, you have to watch him. Like, when he struggles a little bit, he does that from time to time. Does he turn up on a land speeder instead of an X-Wing? Nah. Nah. Turns up on a better ship, yeah. The Falcon. Perception. That's what he's all about. So you never know whether he's being legit or whether he's being you know, struggling. But anyway, we'll bring him on. Mark Asquith. How you doing, dude? Bloody good rep. Bloody good Jedi, actually. He'll tell you. One of the smartest They'll Jedi, I know. Certainly the smartest Jedi, you know. You are, mate. Unbelievable. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all right, IQ man. of uh, 6,000. Mm. Yeah. Uh, like blockbusters. <laughs> <laughs> We were uh, one of the two, were you? No, I was a solo one, right? University of life. All right. Life, life. isn't you? <laughs> yeah, life. Life. He's doing that, man. What a twat. <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> life. The slough branch born so wrong. <laughs> Down. 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 <laughs> That's a real quiz. Oh, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Been a quiet Star Wars week. Um, do you know, nice. I've not even watched Bad Batch yet. I forgot about that. 
Nor have I. Forgot as well. Yeah, um, which does not bode well for our new Bad Batch review show, which we should probably talk about. We're going to put a trailer out this week <laughs> or next. Um, separate podcast, part of the new Nerd Podcast Network. And uh, we mentioned it last week, but we're going to do a review of the whole of season two as one big episode um, for this new, to kind of test this new idea of, of launching a, a specific, a show specific review podcast. And, uh, and the next season, if we enjoy it, we're going to do episode by episode. Um, which should be quite cool. So there'll be whatever, 10 episodes, 12 episodes in there. So if it's pretty cool. If we enjoy it. If we enjoy, if we enjoy, enjoy the show. It might be shocking. You know what I mean? What do you, think, what do you think of Amiga? Amiga. Well, <sighs> Amiga. I mean, I need to get my head around that, dude. I think we all do. Do you mean if we enjoy the show or if we mm. enjoy recording the podcast? No, enjoy recording the show, the podcast. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Might be yeah, a lot of work. Yeah. You know, podcasts are not easy, despite what the gurus tell you. Hashtag monetize, creator economy. Do you know what, mate? And we've been doing this a long time. And Bloody have. We're still like a pair of amateur Muppets a large well, portion of the time. Oh. Uh, yeah, oh. I've been trying to get our old two shots domain, uh, domain back. Um, I've got an eye on when that's expiring. I'm going to try and keep getting it back. That's now my mission is to get that back. Because we'll bring that back. Two shots to the head. Yeah. If we'd have carried that on now, it would have been minted. I can't believe that. While Mark's frozen... He doesn't spend enough on his broadband. That's a problem. What? You've got fiber? So, yeah, he's got, um, yeah, eight megabits. <clears throat> so while he's frozen, those of you that don't know, we set up a very, very cool blog years ago. Two shots to the head. Anyway. Dot com. Turned it into a podcast. Freaking awesome. Anyway, my fault completely. Going through some life stuff. I was like, Mark, I just haven't got the time to dedicate to it, mate. We fell out for a bit. And then we just <laughs> lost everything. <laughs> we lost all the domain. We lost all the files, the whole lot. It was like we were cleared out by the feds. That's what it felt like. We lost Yeah, we let everything. the domain name go, didn't we? And then it was like, they did that with the old Hacksaw website, like the old business as well. So what happens is someone like in the East, uh, in, in the Middle East somewhere or wherever, will will just scrape the old cached files and then build your mm -hmm. website back up with all your content and then put other shit content on. So I'm going to get that domain back. But anyway, internetarchive.org. Yeah, yeah, that's what they it. do. Anyway, that's what they what's do. going on today then? What we're we talking about? What's going on? Let's crack on. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had a quiet Star Warsy week though. I've not done anything. I've not watched Bad Batch. Haven't played with my lightsaber. Haven't done much else really. So, oh. crack on with news. First up, we got some directorial updates on Ahsoka and the Bad Batch. The first one is over on Ahsoka. The, um, one of the directors that was on the Book of Boba Fett has announced on the down low via way of her Instagram bio that she's an Emmy and Oscar-nominated filmmaker on Watchmen, Ahsoka, and New Boy. So she's popped Ahsoka in there. This is, of course, Steph Green. And this wasn't announced by Lucasfilm or anything like that. And you might be worried. You might be thinking, oh, Jesus Christ. We've got somebody coming over from the Book of Boba Fett. This doesn't bode well, but fear not. Fear not, because she directed the second chapter, which was The Tribes of Tatooine. And it mentions on the website that we're getting this from, this is thedirect.com, that that was actually um, uh, one of the more favourable episodes, I guess you would put it. Uh, we don't want to be too kind. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't like um, like the Mandalorian or and or anything like that. But I remember this episode. It wasn't too bad. After you got over the initial introduction into this TV series, the second ep was actually 
it wasn't too bad. So she's on as one of the directors for Ahsoka. And then over on The Mandalorian, we've got three new directors who have been announced alongside three that are returning from the previous season. So we know that um, um, Bryce Dallas Howard, she's back. Uh, Carl Weathers is directing another episode. And also um, uh, Rick Famuyiwa. Famuyiwa? I hope I'm saying that right. Famuyiwa. Uh, So they're back. But then we've also got... Um, Lee Isaac Chung, Rachel Morrison, and Peter Ramsey. And just very quickly, um, uh, Lee Chung uh, was um, he's brand new to it. And his recent film, apparently Minari, has got really, really good, really good reviews and um, had loads of uh, nominations at the previous Oscars. So that sounds good. And um, we also have... Uh, Rachel Morrison, she was one of the cinematographers on Black Panther. So she's done a bit of Marvel stuff, plus her own work uh, for a film called Mudbound, apparently. And then lastly, um, Peter Ramsey. We already know Peter. If if you're an animation fan, you'll know Peter Ramsey. He was one of the co-directors on the awesome Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So he's on as a director as well. So dude, some thumbs up there. We got four new directors, one for Ahsoka, three for The Mandalorian. Uh, This is good news. It's good news. It is. I, I like that about these series. Um, the fact that they are uh, allowing the wings to be spread. And I, what I quite like about this is that, that you, you are, you've got some serious talent there. And, and it's, I, I don't want to, this is going to sound weird, but it's almost like it's an audition for other Star Wars stuff. You know, I'm sure it, I don't know if it is, or, you know, I'm sure it's not quite as clear cut as that. But, you know, if, 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 if you surely, have a bit of a runaway, a bit of success with one of these episodes or whatever, you are going to, um, you're going to be asked back, you know, for other stuff. So I, I, I like that. And I like that they're building this stable. I think there's a risk. I think, you know, with Star Wars, Star Wars we saw it with the movies, you know, you get Abrams doing Force Awakens, you get Abrams doing Rise of Skywalker. Um, and, 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 and I often wonder, and we often wonder, you know, what would have happened if someone else would have done it, whether it was Trevor or someone else would have done the Rise of Skywalker. You'd have had three different directors because there's no denying The Last Jedi was a very different beast. Um, so I'm, I'm all for this, man. I like the idea. I, I really like the idea. I think it adds a little bit of um, credibility both ways. You know, I think it's great for portfolios of up and coming directors, but I also think it's fantastic for Star Wars to showcase new talent. Um and, and, and to, I think to keep it current and fresh with ideas, because it is, it, there's always a risk of it stagnating. You know, I think what Fal- Filoni does for the story side of things, um, it, it, I think having directorial focus that's different each episode allows that story to kind of be represented in different ways. Like we got it with the Ralph McQuarrie inspired episode in the last season with the spiders and so on. Very different vibe to... For example, the one where they were um, fighting the walker, you know, which was in the village. And the two amazing stories, two fantastic looking episodes, but they were they were directed so differently and it, and it, it served that really well. So I'm, I'm all for stuff like this, man. I think it's diversity in, in, in this realm, I think is wonderful. So I'm, I'm game for this, dude. Yeah, same. And I think it provides um, the right level of diversity between styles, between episodes, while also maintaining consistency that we didn't perhaps get with the films so with the films the the direction that they went in both like tonally and you know 
arguably narratively <laughs> that weren't that consistent um they were so different like the last jedi is worlds apart from the force awakens and, and the other ones so but with the um but especially with the mandalorian even though they were different directors they still the the various styles and things that they brought to those episodes still fit nicely into the bucket if that makes sense it wasn't any uh you didn't watch one of them and think jesus that was like what the hell was that that was totally different so i agree dude i think it's a good thing mm. it's I think good it's rules thing. for and, the um, sandpit in it it's like here's the sandpit these are the parameters yeah. like here are the here are the big boundaries you can't do x y and z um but do what you want within those kind of boundaries and and and, and put your take on it which i do think it misses that sort of thing um if you're not you, you get it sometimes with marvel doesn't matter the director in some of the earlier stuff. It's sort of, it's just Marvel. It sort of feels Marvel. And then I think when you've got like people like Kugler brought in, um, the Russos and so on, they, they take they take different approaches and chances to the, the with the story. And it, Star Wars can certainly benefit from that, dude. Um, as long as the fans like it, because you know what fans are like. Star Wars fans are crazy. In fact, I'll tell you this. <laughs> got to put a little tweet out response the other day. I was like, put a little tweet out. It was uh, Mandalorian season three. It shows uh, Order sixty six, and I put a little like reply. I was like, "Oh, that that fella there looks like Calcestis." Not saying it was, just like it looks like him. Fucking hell! You should have seen it. it was hilarious. <laughs> have you not played the game? Yeah, 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 I played the game. Yeah. <laughs> have can you not remember at minute fourteen of this cut scene? It's specifically, and I'm like, I just do other stuff, mate. You know, I just you know, got a girlfriend, do all that. And, uh, and then one guy just replied with a, a meme, you're stupid. I was like, that's them saying it. And I was like, this is brilliant. Like, this is, uh, this is like classic Star Wars fandom. Mm. It just, I was thinking to myself, like, imagine if you're the director. Holy crap. Can you imagine well, that pressure? Yeah. yeah. Got to have a thick yeah. skin. Oh, Jesus, uh, mate. Yeah. God, it's I mean, hilarious. We- I was like, why are they so worried? I don't get it. It's weird, isn't it? It's almost yeah. like they. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like um, they feel like they they everybody should own the same array of books and everything, and you should all study it on a weekly basis, so that when anything comes up like this, you know off the top of your head the timestamp for certain things and yeah. where characters reside and stuff. If you don't know that, fake fan, isn't it? Like, and it's also you like, you're a fake fan if you don't have the same opinion as me. That's what everyone's like. And you're like, you are a moron. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you like, know, that dude looks like Cal Kestis. Well, it's not, is it? Oh, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it looks like him, yeah? It's just my opinion. I think it looks like him. Well, your opinion is wrong. It's yeah. not him. So you're stupid. Oh, like, oh <laughs> God, you got me. You really got me. <sighs> Fandom, eh? You've got to laugh, though, haven't you? Hey, you've got to laugh at fandom sometimes. Anyway. Oh, anyway, sorry. That's your yeah, digression there. It's all right, mate. Mm. We feel you. We've all had it. Mm. Yeah. So, moving on to... This is a cool story, this one. This comes from ScreenRant.com. Again, they're not ranting. This is just a, an observation. And they've pointed out that... Uh, that canon-wise, in terms of film and TV, they've... Purposefully or not... Lucasfilm have missed out one of the crucial interactions or battles or meetups, whatever, between Obi-Wan and Vader. Now, their argument is this. 
And it's kind of it's kind of legit, I guess. But in Return of the Jedi, Luke is having a good old chinwag with um, the Obi-Wan Force Ghost. The Alec Guinness Force Ghost, of course. He sat on the log and he's like, look, when I were uh, one of these times when I dished up one of the various ass whoopings to your dad, um, his words were, I thought that he could be turned back to the good side. But unfortunately, it couldn't be done. Now, that one sentence alone says to the people at Screen Rant and potentially to everyone else that we haven't seen this meetup between Obi-Wan and Vader yet because the on-screen meetups that we have seen thus far have been fisticuffs, right? It's been them two having a bit of a disagreement, a bit of a, oh, God, to, you know, I'm going to knuckle sandwich. And we haven't seen this interaction where... But the crux of what they're saying is the times that they've met up and had a fight on screen, it's been very much a, um, I need to stop Anakin doing a certain thing or I need to protect myself and have a slap and, you know, so I can not be killed by Vader. This interaction between Luke and Obi-Wan is basically Obi-Wan saying that there was this time where they didn't have a stand-up fight for the sake of having a fight. Obi-Wan's motive for meeting Vader was to turn him back to the good side because like Luke he could probably sense that there was a wee bit of good inside him potentially we don't know so based on this we feel like there could be another meet up between these two at some point dude there could be one of these I don't know maybe an Obi-Wan series 2 jobby maybe a book somewhere we'll have to make sure that we study that of course mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah so what do you reckon there could be another on screen meet up on the cards it's one of those where if you are a writer and want to have another Obi-Wan season and get them to meet again, you flip the narrative and say Obi-Wan is now at peace with the fact that he didn't fuck Anakin up. So he can't, you know, he's refusing to kill him. He'll not kill him. We've seen that and he can't. Um, so, you know, there is a, there's a potential thread there where you could say, well, Obi-Wan's accepted that. He's gone through all the stages of guilt and grief and everything that you'd expect him to go through. And he's now resolved that if he ever meets Vader again, he'll defend himself and he'll stop him doing what he's doing and he'll try and turn him back to the good side. Like, that is like the only, it's just that tiny little thread that you could maybe pull on. Although I would argue that when he turns up in the ship with Padme at the end of Revenge of the Sith, that's what he went for. You reckon? Because that that was more about... That was... I felt that was more about him taking down Anakin either way. Because Well, that's just the thing. Been, and it was only Anakin that's like, nah, ah, I'm going to fight you. And he was like, I will do what I must. You know what I mean? So it's sort of a... If, it, if Anakin had gone, might have fucked up a little bit here. <laughs> right, right. Obi-Wan would have yeah. been like... There's still time, Anakin. So, you know, it'd have been all that, wouldn't it? So you've, you've, I feel like in canon, you could explain it either way, like it is unresolved or actually, no, it, in an internal monologue, it was like, I went there with the intention of bringing him back to his family and, you know, whatever. Well, there, yeah, the reason, yeah, I felt like that was, that Obi-Wan was going to, was going to get into a fight anyways, because mm-hmm. before that, when he goes to see Padme, she he he doesn't answer her directly when she says something like are you gonna kill it i think something like that he doesn't say no so i felt like he he was always going to go there to to slice him up a bit anyway 
because he saw, didn't he? He saw the commitment to Sidious mm-hmm. on the old security camera. So he, he knows that his transition to the dark side is, is almost complete. It was a bit much, wasn't it? It would have been an absolute, you know, I'd have been a blinder to try and get him back from that. Yeah. You know, he killed all the democracy. Yeah. The younglings. Yeah. That's the other thing as well. How'd you come back from that? I mean, you can come back from just having a bit of a ruck with Windu. You can come back from that, but killing all the kiddies, Mm. that's not a, that's a path. Very uncouth, Anakin. Very uncouth. Yes. Not very clement. No. In the current climate. We'll see on that though, but it would be something that you could easily, you could easily lynch to, you know, and it would only take an opening scene and and a bit of exposition from Obi-Wan to be like, you know, I did everything I could, Bale, blah, 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 blah. It is Anakin. The rumors are true. Blah, 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 blah. There's still good in him. And don't get me wrong, that probably could be written to be a badass season. (laughs) It probably could be great, you know, and it's, um, Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think the, the, the Obi-Wan fan in us just wants more Obi-Wan anyway, so it's like anything. Well, we'll take anything, just gives it. Could be a comic as well. I see that mm. as a bit of a side comics run, and then people just talk about it because it's canon. Yeah. But not actually yeah. have it on. I don't know. Screenrun.com. Thank you for that. Not the, not the, uh, not the fountain of, of, of knowledge that you usually give us, but mm. we'll take it anyway. Hyperbolic. We'll take it anyway. Following. Yeah. Talking of canon, when we watched through Andor, and I can't believe that you you missed this one, dude. When <laughs> um, Cyril Khan is, uh, it's that scene where he seems like he's walking for ages, doesn't he, to go meet up with uh, with what's her face. Um, he's walking through this um, uh, through this spaceport, and up on the giant screen. Um, they've got all these destinations that these different ships are departing to and whatever. It's a bit like Heathrow, you know, know, whatever. And um, the problem is, is that the language is obviously in Orobesh, the spoken and written language throughout the galaxy. And uh, I can't believe you didn't get this, dude, because you're fluent uh, in this stuff. (laughs) Yes, I am. Anyway, somebody, some nerd, paused it and then translated all the Orobesh into actual destinations. And it turns out that the clever peeps over at Lucasfilm can, you know, they know the language. And they've, they uh, used a bunch of planets and four of them, I think four of these planets that are mentioned in, in Arabesh are legends, or they used to be canon, but then Lucasfilm and Disney threw them on the into the... Uh, trash compactor and said nope you're no longer canon but now they are canon again so it's like that bit in fanboys when the security guard at the end gets him around the table and he's like what i just told you moments ago i no longer believe so because i've been told otherwise so kath has put her foot down so the first planet is um balfron apparently and it appeared in the galaxy guide for a new hope back in 1989 that was thrown in the legends bin now it's canon uh, the next one is, oh, this planet, by the way, um, is where uh, there's like a big gambling place, massive casino, and it's where Han Solo and Lando uh, meet the Tanika sisters for the first time, apparently. And if you haven't studied, if you haven't gone into your Star Wars library this week and studied that bit, then more for you. The other one is um, uh, John Seer, 
not John Cena, John Cena. And that's located within the core world as well. John Cena. Not surprised that it's no longer Legends or Canon because you can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard that prank call with him? Please tell me you've heard that prank call with John Cena. Which one? Oh, man, I just... Whoever's listening right now is a small digression. Just Google John Cena phone prank. It's hilarious. He's just, doing it or he's receiving it. No, no, it's someone playing his music and the woman <laughs> who's getting pranked gets the angriest of any person you have ever seen on the planet ever in your life. It's one of the funniest things you'll ever watch. Right, <laughs> on it later. Right. I've probably seen it. Yeah, okay. On it later. Okay. Uh, the other one, John Sear, uh, also in the core worlds like, um, like Balfron. And uh, apparently that uh, appeared in the Star Wars Online Fan Club which used to be called Hyperspace. I remember that. I remember it being called Hyperspace. Geek. That was binned in 2011, but now that's back. Third one is um, Malwan. So more is known about this one than the other two. This appears in the 2003 got novel. Mal. Got Mal. Here we go. Sugar Rush. This appeared in the 2003 novel, Jedi Quest, The Shadow Trap. And this is the one that's set between The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones and explains the death of Jedi Master Yaddle. But in a weird kind of twist of fate, that's now binned off as well in hindsight because we know what happened to Yaddle because we watched that in Tales of the Jedi recently. So the planet's back, but the story about Yaddle is still not canon. And then the uh, the last one... <laughs> Sorry, nope, nope. Uh, and then the last planet... Uh, I think I've missed one. I believe I've missed one, mate. Um, there is four, apparently, that have been brought out of canon. I believe anyway. you. Anyway, the other ones that are mentioned there are Hosnian Prime. We know about that one. Four Frost, Tapasi, Cantonica, Kato Naboida, and uh, Sluiz Van, to name but a few. So, that this is interesting on to me. doesn't count. <laughs> doesn't count, of course. It's <laughs> interesting to me, dude. Because um, even within the depths of your Lucasfilm and Disney, all the legend stuff was always like out of bounds, definitely. So now it's interesting that they're just dipping in a little bit and pulling out a few bits. So pretty sweet. Yeah, I think we'll see interpretations as well. I think we'll see ahead to the Empire, you know, vague interpretation. I'm, I'm so, do you know, I'm seeing this very much like the MCU approaches the comics. You know, there's enough in there that you recognise the fact that this is based on the comic, but it's not a direct adaptation. So, I, you know, I, I would be very surprised if we didn't see like a bit of an air to the Empire vibe. I'm not saying it would be the same story beats or whatever. And I think they're, treat, I think they're treating the planets and a lot of the other references like Mount Tantis and so on in the Bad Batch. And, you know, we saw in the Mandalorian trailer, season three trailer, the, the cloner guy is back, the, the little Pershing guy, he's back. Um, but I think it's not... Again, it's one of those bloody daft things from Rise of Skywalker where, you know, all that legend stuff is there. You've got to make a planet up. So just make one up that's going to please people anyway and use that planet because it's kind of nice and gives you some bouncing room later to bounce off it if you want to instead of creating freaking Exegol. You know, so it's, it, 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 it's it, you know, if you, you can look into this so many different ways, it's like you go wildly one way and you're like, legends is being brought back but just within these parameters. Or the other side of the coin is, no, it's just a little nod. That's cool. And that's lovely. We like that, you know? And again, mm-hmm. sorry to bring back to Rise of Skywalker, that's what that got wrong. 
you know so it's yeah i think yeah. there'll be people all over the net reading that both ways i think but you know mm-hmm. it, it's just a nice little oh yeah they do remember yeah they do and it's cool because it opens up a little a few more doors as well for the connected media like in video games and stuff like that just gives them a bit more scope instead of having to sit there for like days on end trying to figure up names you know, trying to put together names for planets, you know, round the table for like fucking six days in a row. Just pick that one out of Legends. Nobody will notice. They don't remember. I remember. It's all good. Still thinking yeah. about bad news, aren't you? Yeah. There is no good news, David. Are anyway. you telling me you faked high blood pressure? Mm. <laughs> oh. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Office podcast once again, everyone and patrons. Um, right, very quick yeah. one, very very quick nugget. George what? Lucas and Steven Spielberg—they're good buds, aren't they? Way back in the day, they used to hang out, talk about probably films, hold a thought, Spielberg. and cameras. And um, when Lucas had finished making uh, A New Hope, or just Star Wars, if you're a purist. Um, he was just really like, I-, I can't deal with this. It's going to be a massive flop. If I'm going to get bad news about how badly this is done, I want to be on a beach somewhere. Let's go to Hawaii. So what he didn't account for was the phone call the next morning saying, dude, it's done so well, it's sold out in every cinema across the country. So we have to expand it to like 3,000 other cinemas. So you could probably buy you could probably buy that uh, that Jaguar now that you wanted from the UK, whatever you want. This is just one of these little nuggets in an interview with Steven Spielberg where he recalls like the early times with, with Lucas and them working together. So that's the Star Wars he bit and basically has a bit of a, a good luck um, ritual that he goes through. So whenever there was a new film coming out like Indiana Jones or the latest Star Wars films, the night of the release, he'd bugger off on holiday somewhere and build sandcastles on the beach. And if he woke up the next morning and said sandcastle was still there, he took that as a good omen and the film would do well if the sandcastle had been washed out or destroyed, whatever. Then it would be a flop. I don't know how accurate that is. It's a, a very cool little tale, though. But it's always cool to go back in time. I love these old stories where Spielberg is, or, or Lucas, are recounting those early days because two very important people of cinema, of course. So, yeah, nice little nugget of news. This one's a bit like the Hamill news when we get little rewind nuggets from him. It's pretty sweet. It is nice, isn't it? It's, you always forget that these people were young people once. I know that's really kind of weird and contrived, but to me, it's like you see George Lucas as, you, as the almost the first time you saw him, you know, and same with Spielberg. You forget that they were up-and-comers and they, had, they started where everyone started and so on. So it, I love, I do love little things like that where it shows the humanity. Um, and also the talent, you know, it shows the talent on show. Um not in this particular story, but, you know, the talent on show when you see these little nuggets and, you know, that belief system that they all employ and um, how they interact with each other and kind of, you know, encourage each other. I just, they are just nice, feel-good stories. And I'm sure there's a little bit of like, you know, let's add a little bit of story to make it sound a bit better. Because we all do, you know, uh, the, the, the passage of time adds a bit of rose tint into stuff, which um, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So, I, yeah, I always like hearing things like that. Like you said, Hamill and... Spielberg and Lucas to a degree, they're all like big fonts of knowledge for this. So it's always worth highlighting, I think, because they're just just people, you know, and they just seem to love what they do. It's good. It's good. They're just people like you and me, but just better. Like fellas, like imagine us, but less good looking and with more talent. 
you know, and that's them saying it. You're pretty accurate with that, mate. Yeah. Let's finish on just a very quick couple of minutes on this trailer that's dropped by YouTube user Leoz or Lioz, however you want to say that. We've spoken about this at length. I'm not going to set you off, dude. I know, I know, we know. It's the Rise of Skywalker, we know, before you even go there. Relax for a sec. This user has put this YouTube video out with an alternate ending. It's the ending that we spoke about so many times um, around the release of Rise of Skywalker, where it was the old bait and switch, where they said, oh, we filmed a load of shit with, with Hayden. It's going to be amazing, yeah? Force ghosts all over the place, and we were hyped up for it. And that didn't materialise. But now this YouTuber has edited in reasonably well the Force Ghosts of Anakin, led, uh, leading the other Force Ghosts as well. So um, Yoda turns up and Windu and Obi-Wan and all that lot. It's the scene where Rey is up against the Emperor and uh, she's fighting back and she calls on the strength of the Force and the other Jedi appear to help her. But you actually see the Force Ghosts in this, trailer, uh, in this video, dude. So what say thee? Would this have been a good thing to have officially would you have liked to have seen this part or are you like now i've seen it now it's a bit me i actually watched two or three of these in succession and i put this one on the list because it gives anakin the due and anakin is the center of it and i really like it you know it's the redemption and and, and let's be completely honest the entire saga is not luke's story it's anakin's prequels mm -hmm. the entire true, you know it, yeah it manifested into anakin throughout empire and return of the jedi uh, and, and, and then the, the sequels just dismiss him. So I think that's, you know, we know that's a big miss. So for me, it was, it was, it was, you know, Sidious was the person that caused all this crap with Anakin and, and, and ruined his life, which had so many knock-on effects. And for it to be then finished by Anakin and, and supporting this new generation was the ending that he deserved. I, we all know that. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I highlighted this one because I liked that it put Anakin front and center. There was another one, which I was like, you know, when you do, it's all, it was almost like the uh, the tears of joy from when you saw Luke in the Mandalorian um, the first time, and it was it was a similar scenario, but the way they introduced them, the Jedi, they had everyone there. It was the Guinness uh, Obi Wan, and the the way they'd done it was really cool. Um, they made Luke in his last Jedi guys appear. And then Anakin was just in front of it, but they, they chose the shot where Anakin was just turning around. So it looked as if he'd been looking at Luke as a bit of a, yeah. you know, like, yeah. come on, let's have a, let's go and sort this out. And then, but what they did was they did, and and, and it wasn't quite as Anakin centric, which is why I didn't put this one in, but it they, they'd made it. So all the force ghosts, you know, added to the force. Um, and Yoda was the penultimate guy that sort of did the force, you know, hand. Um, which started to bring palps down, but then they cut it where they showed Anakin's unsure face as this force goes, and Obi-Wan, the Guinness one, turns around and just like just goes, Anakin. So Anakin does it, and it's like, that's the thing that just knocks him over the edge. And it was just mm. unbelievably well done, and I thought just any version of these two, and obviously, but done with the cinematographer grace that you know a, a movie studio would be able to pull off, um, and the story beats around it, just a game changing like it finishes the story instead of what we got and it was that's why i put it in because i think it's worth i think they're just worth watching because they are you know we know that luke and anakin and leia got cheated in that in that entire trilogy and even hand to a degree um and it was it was 
just what could have been, man. I don't think we'll ever stop talking about this, but these two are in particular are very, very well worth watching. Agreed. Yeah, they're very cool. I'm watching the uh, the one that we spoke about first now, the more Anakin-focused one. And you're right, it would have been a game-changer. It would have been not so much a redemption for the entire film, but at least it would have left you a little bit more satisfied with everything coming full circle. Mm. You know, so, yeah, I agree, dude. These are really well done. And, it would have been uh, the, the other the, one... The, Sorry, go on, we had a bit of lag. Yeah, the other one is um is a similar vibe, but like you said, it's just um it's not quite as, as Anakin leading the charge from the force. Yeah, but then he still has yeah. that final push, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. and I just, it was the for me, the thing that got me with that one was the Obi Wan saying Anakin, as if, you know, we understand Anakin is back. It's the Anakin that mm. we know, you know. And that was for me, that was that just that it just top and tails it. It's like right back to the Phantom Menace. You know, just that one little line is just enough to say, we understand this is the story. Um, and it's, um, had this happened, it would have been another Captain America catching Mjolnir. It would have been another Andrew Garfield jumping through the portal. It would have been another, you know, out of your seat moment in cinema. Because um, people would have lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Oh, we lost that, did, we? Yeah. did not get that. I'm throwing my popcorn everywhere. Anyway. Legit, legit. But no, check them out. Watch them. They yeah. are good. Yeah, they're linking the show notes to these, listener. And and uh, yeah, check them out. They're very, very cool. I'm sure there'll be a load of these over the next decade. There'll be 50 of these videos, but yeah, it's all good. I was going to do three. All right. What's Neil's lot doing? Yeah. Give you three. See if you need any more, yeah? Yeah. All right. Let's wrap there, dude, for 183. been very cool to chat star wars with you as always buddy we had some cool stories this week I, i'm glad that the uh the information is coming through just like we had in the previous seasons of mando and stuff but more importantly that ahsoka is still the ball's rolling because you never know with disney and lucasfilm they pull the plug at any point so um it's good that we're still getting info coming through for those things yeah and go and check out those trailers uh, dear listener it's um uh, they're very very cool so yeah we'll be back next week uh, for episode 184 it's been cool as always dude Always a pleasure, mate. Yes, thank you to our wonderful patrons. Um, thank you to you, uh, the ever-present, constant listener. We appreciate you, love you. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to next week, man. I'll, uh, I'll see thee. <laughs> see thee Wednesday. Yeah, we'll do that. So, patrons, keep an eye out uh, for the live stream as usual. And if you want to support us like our current patrons, sparkrebellion.com forward slash patron. Or if you want to chat to us over on the socials, just hit us up over there as well, sparkrebellion.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Instagram as we chat Star Wars throughout the week. Until then, take care of yourselves, have a good one, and may the Force be with you always.